Hello, welcome to This Film Should Be Played Loud, the podcast about me, Ross Burks, trying to make a feature film. So this is going to be a bit of a different one. I'm actually sat in a car, we've pulled over, and when I say we, um, I'm joined by some of my glorious actors who are going to be in the film, which is Hollywood Boulevard. So directly in front of me, I'm in the passenger seat. In the driver's seat, uh, there's a car going past. You might hear some cars and some strange noises. This is not a professional setup, but you know, it's all part of the fun. So in the driver's seat, in more ways than one, is uh, my cohort, uh, Guy Walker, who is playing Felix in the film. Um, I probably should have started with Monica first. She's technically the lead, but we'll go around clockwise. So, Guy, say a few words. Um, a few words. Is that, that not what you wanted? Oh, I'm Guy. Hello. How are you doing? But there actually is someone. It's not me doing a voice. No, it's me. How are you, how's it going, Guy? It's, it's going good. We've just pulled up. We're looking at the glorious Yorkshire countryside as we sit, as the cars go past, and we're doing a podcast. Where are we now? We are near Huddersfield. We're just near Toby Carvery, just down the road. In case anybody wants to do like a <laughs> hop around and find yeah. locations. So directly behind Guy, in the... What's the name? What's in the technical term for the back seat? Uh. I think it's just oh, the back geez. seat, isn't it? Seat behind the driver. Seat behind the driver is, uh, we've got Monica Cigar? Cigar. Cigar. I've been pronouncing it wrong all this time. Right. Hiya, I'm Monica. And who are you playing in the film? I'm playing Max. And that is the lead role, isn't it? Yes, it is. How does it feel to be playing the lead role in a feature film? It feels exciting, um, unusual, because obviously it's my first time doing that. And yeah, I'm really excited about it. It feels good. Fantastic. Is, is this everybody's first... Oh, wait a minute, I forgot somebody. You've forgotten somebody. Behind me is a, a chap who I've worked with before, me and Guy have worked yeah. with. Um, a Manchunian, is that right? Is that Manchunian. a term? Manchunian. Who do you think you are? Manchurian, Manchurian candidate. Manchunian. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to you've, chair this podcast. You've offended a whole group of people. I, I did say to everybody, this could be a disaster, because a podcast is usually a conversational one-on-one, so I did say I would direct the conversation. Okay. People already are breaking that rule. <laughs> So, for my stupid terminology, Mancunian, Mancunian, the man, the myth, the Terry, behind me is Terry Corbett. Hello, I'm playing the heavy and these guys want me to do a bit of method calling me a Mancunian. Yeah. <laughs> so, t- Terry is playing um, a character in the film who I guess is the antagonist, but he's used very sparingly. He's only in, he's in one big scene and then like he kind of hovers throughout the second half of the film without giving anything away. Um... So Terry, me and Guy have worked with Terry before we came across him. I'd actually seen him, a friend of mine from college had made some films, um, some short films, and I'd spotted him as we were writing a short film called Get In, which you can see on my website on Vimeo, which Guy co-wrote with me and also starred in, and Terry was kind of the, the big showboat part in that. Mm. So knowing Terry, as, as I know Monica, and I know Guy, I wrote the part for him, and he's playing a part called Victor. So um going to be all over the place, this podcast, but I thought it'd be good just to get in you know, to catch what the, the actors are thinking, because what yeah. we've done today is... Uh, okay, I'll pass this over. Let's let's talk to Guy. Okay. Because so, Guy's been a big part of it. I always talk about Guy in these podcasts. <laughs> this is the first time we've got him on here. I was hoping I'd get him, like, one-on-one. We'll do that another week. Do that. Will we? Yeah. Okay. No, no, if you don't want Pre- me. Presumptuous of Guy yeah, there. Yeah. Um, no, I'm so, busy now. Yeah, he's busy. So I thought... I'll talk to Guy, because Guy's been a big part of this whole process. He was the first guy I spoke to and had the idea. He was the guy who I would... Literally the guy who I would be talking to about... Scenes, characters, developments, soundboard. He's like a, a big part of, big part of my life. Oh, yes. um, second only probably to my girlfriend. <laughs> um, so he's here, and he. The first time I went to see the cinema, and we spoke to the owners. He was with me, 
Um, he's like yeah, he's like life mate material. This yeah. guy. <laughs> so I'll, I'll pass it over to Guy because, like I said, it's a big deal speaking mm. to him. Right. Um, Thank you. So, Guy, what have we what we've we been doing today? And uh, we've been doing a read through of the script. We've had a look around the cinema. We've seen all the nooks and crannies and shown Monica and Terry who've never been there before and let them see what. We want to show you on the cinema screen, and then we've gone through a read through, and then we've done some photos of me and Monica looking quite cool doing our hard as fuck faces. And yeah, and that's when now we're pulled in and we're doing a podcast. Correct. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Did I get that one right? Absolutely do nailed I get, it. Do I get five points? Or? Yeah. So, how, how has it been for you? Um, what, what do you think the important? I mean, I, I said in the podcast one of the big things about doing this film, I really wanted to get the act because we're on a very tight schedule, we're not going to have a lot of time. Mm. So to make the script work, we need to have the actors bonding. And I was saying in the past podcast that I really, really want to get the actors together to get that relationship going, get them familiar with the location. Um, so this is like the first step in that. Ter- much, kind of not as much for Terry, but Terry's just somebody we... I like to just have Terry around. He's a good... Yeah, I'm a good friend to, what, to most people. <laughs> yeah. He's like a sort of Buddha figure. He's an me, yeah. yeah gives me the confidence Terry's just good to have around and in case anybody comes and like tries to wrestle you he's there to like yeah. for backup he's also very positive and I'm very old so <laughs> I can pass a lot of mistakes I made in life back into <laughs> these jobs so he's also good. I teach he's also rocking a really good beard to paint a picture his beard's uh, very good for another character he's a, he's a work he's a very busy working actor man is uh, this man Mancunian Mancunian <laughs> we get about us man. yeah <laughs> All these people—that's that's the cool thing as well. Like, I love actors, and the kind of the thing I'm always in awe of actors. And um, I was when I'm writing, I'm always trying to service the actors. So it's, it's the the big thing for me about today was just getting to hear the actors um, do the parts. And obviously, we, there's a lot of parts we um, do the dialogue. Sorry, there's a lot of parts we haven't cast yet. Um, and the character who's playing Brian, who's like the third, I guess, kind of the big. There's kind of three main characters I'd say in the core relationship. So it's Felix, Max, and Brian. The guy who we've lined up to play Brian is Peter, but he, his availability is just um, just didn't work out this week. But we're hoping to get him in soon. So I thought, well, no point delaying it and delaying. It. Let's at least get Felix and Max together, um, get them in the environment. See, obviously, if guys been there before. Monica's never. She's only seen this the cinema through video footage. So I thought she's she needs to be playing this part. Who's been there for years, knows a way around it. Um, you can't really fake that. Well, you can. Um, so let's let's pass it over to Monica and say, Monica. So you. All you know is, the first time I spoke to you, Monica, I gave you a ring. Mm-hmm. Just to even go further back, me and Guy met you this year, and we were saying, we're going to make a feature on this year. We're doing this film in, in a hotel room. This is an, an old script. Um, really driven to do that, and all of a sudden, the opportunity came to do something at the cinema. So I went back to the drawing board, started writing a new script, and wanting to work with you. I even said to you in that conversation, I said, I'm really sorry, but I really want to work with you, but I can't believe there's not a part in this script for you. But one day we'll work with you. So when I go into this new script, I immediately made sure I was writing a good part for you because we enjoy working with you. Um, and I remember before I even finished the script, I rung you saying, oh, by the way, um, I'm, just, I'm in the middle of, I'm about to finish this feature script. Um, you are the main character. Is that anything you'd be interested in? Because dropping a feature film script on somebody is like a big deal. And then to say that you're practically in like 80% of the scenes is another big deal. This is not really a question. It's just me talking at you. But <laughs> So that was like your first contact with a project. And now this is like the first time I've physically seen you not Skype. We've got together in person. You've yeah, seen Guy, face. Terry. We also had the Rex um, uniforms printed. So they ha- they actually wore the Rex polo shirts. They have, they have real uniforms for the Rex, but we've designed our own. So they were really in character. So, Monica, how was that for you? How was it seeing the location? 
from reading the script, how did it did it match your expectations? Yeah, it matched really well. I think you sent me a video of the location at the same time as sending me the script. Of course, I watched the video first because it was easier Obviously. to do that first. <laughs> and then I read it uh, a few days after that. And when I was reading it, I kind of had forgotten what it looked like in the video it was more just like a glimmer I couldn't really remember it deeply um and then I watched the video again and I was like okay you know this is this this looks really good and then when I actually went there it was completely different it for some reason in my in my experience of actually being there it felt very different um it was a lot bigger then I felt it was gonna be. I don't know. I don't in terms know of the why. size of the building, yeah. Or? In terms of like the spaciousness of the actual cinema itself, and even like the little the little box office slash food kiosk. Um, I know it's quite small, but actually it's quite roomy when you get when you get inside it. Um, and it just really helped sort of make the full picture of how this narrative occurs in this in this place. Did it make you excited about the product of the cinema when you saw it and you were in there? You had your shirt on. You were like in max mode. Were you thinking? Oh wow! This is this is like this is going to be fun. Yeah, it's definitely going to be fun, and the whole place has a vibe. I was definitely feeling the vibe of it as soon as we got there. The yeah. vibe of old school cinema. Mm, the old school cinema vibe. Because I've not been to many old school cinemas. It, in fact, I think that's my first one. Actually, wow. yeah. I know there is a couple in Manchester, but I've never been to them before. There's one in Bramall, right? Terry is the one is in Bramall. I think so, and they do the same thing. They bring out the ice cream and the intervals. I'm not from that side of Manchester. Uh, I've never been. I've never been there. Um, And there's apparently one that's like a dilapidated old cinema, which I've also never been to. So the cinema definitely worked its magic on you, and you were like, "Yeah, this film." But that's all the thing about the entire genesis of this project is just that cinema and like the visual potential Mm -hmm. it has. And you could, I mean. Well, you keep saying this, but you could literally just do like a workplace comedy then. It'd make it really interesting visually, but we'd obviously try to do something different. Yeah. So let's. So what, the big thing that happened today was we actually we sat down and read through the entire script together. Obviously, we didn't have the full cast. Um, and obviously, um, what we're going to be... We, we're hoping to shoot in November, December. It's not going to be the entire film. We're shooting like a good chunk, I think, of the first half and some core scenes of the second half. So it's a bit tricky in terms of prep and rehearsing the script but we just we thought let's just run through the entire script together one for me so i can just hear what dialogue is working what's not working two does it fit in the actor's mouths nothing rude there um <laughs> is it is it comfortable is there anything you know it's just really good to to really it's one thing me sat in my office speaking out loud but it's another thing to hear an actual female person speak dialogue because i'm not a woman you so did I could, make a great female person though oh yeah i had to yeah so also i had to like fill in a lot of parts as well and nail charlotte yeah not, I put not literally. a character called yeah i didn't nail charlotte. <laughs> yeah the character of charlotte i had to i, I did the full across all genders yeah it's like I, a transformation that i even did scenes where i was just me doing both roles in the same mm. scene yeah pretty crazy Ross, that, that that said as an actor um it was really great to listen to the director not try to tell us what he wants from us he was showing us what he wants mm. but he read the characters really well and the enthusiasm he would brought even you know even the smaller characters you know you really went for it and then that that allowed that well i i I was buzzing off listening to that because it's very hard for a director has this image in their head and i'll do what i say and they try well show well show me no i I can't show what's coming out you know what's in there tell me Mm. so listen to you read the script the way you did um although we we had fun while you're doing it, it, it I was impressed. 
I think we all had fun. I think that was a great thing about today is we all had fun doing it and had a laugh and kind of got a feel of it and taking it off the page and us bouncing the lines off one another and getting that rhythm. It was just, yeah, it was just great to do that. Well, that's the thing, because Terry was just explaining then, because what I did, it wasn't... um, it wasn't me just reading the script to the actors saying, you guys shut up, no. I'm going to do all the parts, you can just copy me. Um, obviously it was just, we had to just fill in some roles, so I did it. Um, but that's something I was actually quite nervous about, because from what I've read and what I've heard, like actors, I'm one of those directors, I like to try and stay out of the way as much as possible, but I like at least to know kind of what page I'm on, and they can mm-hmm. then take that and work with it, or choose to you know go their own way with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so to actually read these lines and, Obviously, it was for all. It was all for parts who weren't there anyway, so I didn't feel like I was stepping on any toes. Mm. So that was all right. But again, it's it was good to hear that the flip side because all the actors really seemed to. I could tell when I started reading this, this some of the characters, and obviously I, I hear all these characters' voices in my head and all the tempo and the rhythms. So when they heard me do it, they really tuned into kind of what the tempo of the whole piece was, and then you could tell they really got into it. Um, and Terry especially said it was really really helpful, which was which was good. Um, so what? What was I talking about then? So we did the rehearse, we did the script reading. Yeah. Um, so ga- yeah, we did some photos as well. Just I think um, this weekend I'm going to set up the. We're going to do like a website. I'm going to set up all the social media, so it's good to have some visuals up there. Because like I said, we've got the two. The two. If you're going to put anyone on a poster, it's going to be Guy and Ma- uh, Monica. So we took got them in the the polo outfits, the polo uniform, um, the Rex uniforms, which are polo shirts, and took some photos. Just so we've got some visual stuff to begin with. Um. We had fun, didn't we? Doing, we did. doing different faces. Yeah, what was it? Fuck. Hard as fuck, smug as fuck, bored as yeah, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> three fucks. <laughs> we did find it was difficult. Daft as fuck. Yeah, yeah the four fucks. <laughs> I think actually, it's, that's actually a point. Like the tone of the entire film, it's really difficult. It's really handy though when you're doing it. Like it's simple as doing. We basically set it up saying this is going to be like. Imagine this is the poster image, and then the, you know your characters, but we need to represent the film. It was difficult to try and figure out one reading the script kind of helped us but then yeah. to try and how do you represent this film as an image and like your yeah. characters what how do you come across because we did some poses where it looked like guy was like kevin james in adam sandler comedy yeah i never want to be kevin james in an adam sandler comedy yeah and it could look like max uh, max i keep calling monica max i've said this to her i think it's, it's just because okay. she's just mind. she's just like burnt into my she head of this character max from now on. um so there was bits where it looked like monica was like the straight um, I don't mean sexually straight I mean just straight as in like, like attitude and persona the straight, yeah. the, straight the, straight, the straight man in an Adam Sandler and Guy was like <laughs> oh the early 90s Chris Farley kind of like doopa <laughs> doopa like rap schnee dude yeah. is, is like, <laughs> the it, carrot and I was like that's not the film we're making um, but so I think we, we got through that didn't we we did yeah we got past that we got through that and but over the it. The photos <laughs> exist, though, so it's all down to what we're going to yeah. pick. Oh, no. Because then again, these Adam Sandler films make That's money. Maybe true. if we mark it that I way. I think the reason we struggled is because like, the, it is quite a multi-genre. It's not yeah. a specific genre. It's got bits and bobs of lots of different ones, um, yeah, and that's definitely. what makes it really hard because the characters are not just really funny. They might, you know, there'll be yeah. something else as well. It's not just a comedy. So there's all these different things playing in. So would you even say it is a comedy? Because a lot of people, this is like one of the things we're sort of like learners were going along. A lot of people read the script. There's definitely funny scenes. We were having a really good time reading some of the scenes that yeah. are quite funny, yeah. dialogue based, like funny bang 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 comedy. And a lot of people read the script and get to the end. They go, well, it's not really a comedy. And I guess it's I don't think I think the I this think, is guy talking. I, I'm aware of all these voices. I People know. might be like, "Who's who?" But you'll just figure it out. 
I think maybe people's perception of comedy is quite different now. I think maybe if this was like the early 70s, it might be classed more of a comedy, apart from maybe the second act. Whereas people now seem to think that things have to be one thing or the other. It's like when Shaun of the Dead came out, I had a mate who was confused by it because he was like, it's going to be funny, but at the end it gets really dark and there's a bit where Shaun has to kill his mum. He's like, it's not really funny, is it? Spoiler alert. Oh shit, sorry. You've had 13 years to see Sean. I was just about to follow that. That was like a sarcastic yeah, spoiler yeah. alert. If you haven't seen it now, then shame on you. So, um, yeah. So, Unless you've been in a coma, then... I am sorry. <laughs> yeah. If you've been in a coma, not seen it for 13 years. But if you've been in a coma for 13 years... That's the least he worries. Go to see Sean and then going to be the first thing. I want to see Sean of the Dead. <laughs> first words. Yeah. How did you know it was released? People I had a vision. Wrong. Yeah. So best what I'm trying to Does say. Does the mum die? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, basically the the idea. I don't think it is a straight comedy, but then you can do so much now with films anyway. And when we were reading it out, it was really mm, funny. It was really funny. It kind of starts off as a as a slice of life in a in an old cinema, and then turns into. Careful now. Mm, I'm, I was going to say several different things. Yeah. Without being specific, it becomes quite dramatic. <gasps> yeah. But then again, like you don't like there's a lot of the situations um, are still quite darkly humorous. I think like yeah. if you just for you, for the audience especially if you step outside of some of the it's so difficult to talk about scenes in the film without because you don't want to spoil it. But you don't want to be like vague where people like what's going on. But like there are some just certain scenes where like even us reading it we're going Jesus Christ this is just taking a turn. Yeah. And I think yeah. that in itself is like it's like gallows humor. Like um, yeah, you need that. It's black very comedy, British, isn't it? It's black comedy. You, you know if. That's a genre within yeah. itself, but um, you can't take away from 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 the humour that's in it. Do you mm. know what I mean? And and that comes with the writing. That, I mean, that's why I like working with these guys. Um, guy, being guy, <laughs> Ross being Ross. <laughs> um, is, um, Thank you for clarifying. Is is the writing and and and, and the enthusiasm? In, but it's like the stuff we've done before. It, it's it's dark stuff we're, we're laughing about. Yeah. yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? So you know if that's if that's how you put it, it's very dark, but it's very funny dark. Yeah, that's my favourite sort of comedy anyway. Yeah, sort of dark humour, like League of Gentlemen, yeah. things like that, sort yeah. of darkness running through, you know. But then there's a, the comedy aspect as well, which I think we kind of get a good balance. Mm. Well, speaking of comedy, let's stay on this thread because your character Felix, mm. guy who's playing Felix, your character is very much like the. I want to say comic relief character, but not he's not like the bumbling. Woohoo! Hello! He's not like yeah, yeah. stupid. He, but he does. He's he has like the energy he's of the three film. Three dimensional. As soon as like guy's character enters the film, the film becomes a bit more the 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 back and forth between Max. She then ha- like with Brian, it's much more kind of like old dad humor. Yeah. And then, but when Felix comes in, you really get this kind of rhythm and this energy that kind of takes you throughout the film. And every scene he's in, he's sort of um, he's got all like the the kind of energy and the nuttiness so for you like as the comic like that's i'd say when we were reading the script today a lot of the last were already coming along everyone was kind of really yeah yeah more so than anyone not to like put down on terry or monica but it felt like you could tell guys obviously as soon as he got the script he was probably thinking about like oh shit this is like i need to sort of crack this character yeah definitely and it eased everyone else up because we were like oh okay this is we we can just let guy do the hard work (laughs) guy can just be funny and that's okay, and I think it made us all feel really good, because your that's character is tricky. Also, Max is really tricky, which yeah. I'll bring it around to in a minute, Monica. But how do you feel like your kind of... The, the comedy element of the film really does kind of lie with yeah. your character, so how, how is that? No, it's good. Well, if, This being also your first feature, and also, yeah. like, 
you're much like me. You're not like most like Monica and Terry here. They have a lot of experience working yeah. um, with loads of different projects. Where me and you always kind of work exclusively together. Yeah, yeah. So we've kind of come up together, and it's like the first time we've really done something on this scale. And it's not like we're either tried or tested. Yeah, it's a bit so, more. Um, so it's a big deal for you yeah. to be like, okay, you're like the co-lead in a feature film. Um, we've neither of us done anything that you could really. Not that it matters, but just in terms of, you know, what just, I mean, just in like, how is it for you? Just trying not. To, I'm just trying not to change anything. As weird as it sounds, I'm, just, I'm trying not to let the magnitude of the project kind of mess with my head. So instead of thinking shit, I'm I'm the I'm the like the co-lead in a feature film. I'm just yeah. thinking nothing's really changed. I need to keep doing mm. what I've done before mm. um, yeah. and keep on that same road using the techniques or whatever that I use for acting and keep doing it. But the thing you said about the energy, I was thinking the other day because I was thinking I was reading the script thinking this guy is like the energy of the film particularly in the first half and like years ago when I was in at uni I was part of a drama society and we did the, a production of Godspell and the thing with Godspell is I didn't really have much lines in it all my stuff was kind of improvised but the director was like you have to be the energy in it because you're doing all like, the little funny bits in between all the songs and the music so you have to keep that energy going so I was thinking in a way I'm kind of doing that again like the water carry I'm keeping every, everything going yeah. so and it's also probably if you look like if you look at our films we've done before like Guy always plays very much I'm always trying to mould him into like a character actor I'm trying to use let's do all the let's just which give, is what I want to do yeah. yeah and I'm always trying to give him like really different characters this is probably the most grounded character you've played it's probably yeah. the closest to you as a person I think so and this is probably our least stylised film in terms of like the universe it takes place yeah. in um, so this is like the first time you're kind of playing so like if you watch my short films he's kind of got He'll, he'll have like a pair of even this in this film he wears like a pair of Elvis sunglasses, but it's not you. It's the character doesn't use that as pair. It's it's got a purpose later on. He, yeah. he, he's bought it for a costume. Whereas in our other short films, it'd be like you'll have a hat or like a vest always or something. Awful. Yeah, always look awful in these films. But this one, you you really it's not really you don't have something as easy like you, the props are not going to help you. Like yeah. you've really got. And I did that on purpose. So I thought well, we're all going to up our game here. We're going to do a mm. feature film. Let's not let's not give him like a gimmicky character where it's like. Not the other characters are gimmicky, no. but we're working with short films, you've got to get your point across yeah. quick, so you kind of establish characters through either stereotypes or changing them. Whereas this character is, I did give you something I thought would be be challenging. Is that just me being presumptuous? Or uh, to you, is, this, is it more challenging doing a character who's more grounded, or is it less challenging? I, I, that's, that, that's a really interesting question. Um, I'm not sure. It's definitely different to do it this way, and it's, um, but I haven't found it harder. It's just, I guess you can, like you said, rely less on stuff. Because say uh, if we're doing something like Spare Key where I've got the glasses and I look a bit more... What and the physicality. The physicality, like a bitch boy kind of character is what we used to call it. Technical term for acting Te- schools. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guy, do bitch boy for me. <laughs> what? That's See, look like, at it straight yeah, away. Like just went straight You into all know it. what I mean, though, he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People at RADA will know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you, you have less things to rely on because you think oh, I'll put the glass the costume people know and I just do the little ticks people know what I'm doing but with this it's more about you get inside the character making them real even though they're real it's different because everyone knows a Felix yeah but it is a bit more like I am putting a bit more of myself maybe into this role like how I am at my place of work where I'll come in and just go all right mate how's it going yeah you know just trying to you know show off a bit and that's similar to you Monica mm-hmm. so tell us a bit about you as a, an actress so how did you start um, you don't have to go cradle to the grave. Not that you're dead yet. But I'm, just being, <laughs> I'm definitely not dead. Yeah. How yet. did you get into acting? How did and then all the way up to like, kind of this project. Does it differ? And what is it for you? Like you want to do this project? Obviously, there's enough. 
it's not well no one's doing it for the money are we it's all to do with some, mm-hmm. just create something so so first off I guess tell us a bit about you as an actor in your beginnings and then up to like what does this project mean for you and yeah yeah yes go for it Monica well, I, I was always obsessed with films and I knew I wanted to be an actor from a very young age um I did some school plays in primary school but then in my secondary school um I tried out for all the plays but never got into one because that was the kind of place that school was not everybody had all the opportunities that were available and there was only a small number of people in the school that would be on the sports teams and be on the teams and be in the plays and oh sorry there's only four parts when there's 150 people in your year whoops (laughs) and um so i knew i wanted to do it at uni um so firstly i went on a more theory-based sort of drama studies course didn't really connect very well with it so I left and then reapplied and ended up going to drama school in Manchester I went to the Arden School of Theatre um which was uh, challenging in its own is in its own respect but then I finished there and kind of didn't know what to do with myself for a bit took me a while to kind of figure out what what direction to take how to take it what people to get in touch with um and then i started going to philharmonic cabarets which are like short filmmaking in manchester yeah in manchester short filmmaking weekends so you you make a film from start to finish within two or three days um and you screen it at the end so i went which to watch it's still happening by the way anyone out there now like you can you can yeah, plug yeah. it monica because you're quite a big you seem yeah, like yeah. you're a big it's part still, of this. It's still going on. If you want to find out more information, um, check them out on Facebook. It's Philmonic spelt film and then O-N-I-K. Uh, the next one, I think, will be either at the end of the month for Halloween, because they normally do a Halloween special, or it'll be next Easter. But I started going to those and did lots of short films there and then kind of started to build up a, a network and doing more short films outside of philharmonic as well um i managed to to get an agent and then slowly started trying to get more professional work um at that point and have done some bits and bobs uh recently on coronation street is a a kick-ass paramedic i was a paramedic on coronation street i did a facebook advert and worked with gus van saar last year which was really exciting um and i've been performing like a one woman play at the people's history museum which is also in manchester i've been doing that for about five years now which is really lovely we get schools coming to see it and it's a very like small and intimate performance um but i really like it and now i'm doing this feature film because i you know for some reason the short film scene is does not really do very well in terms of from a consumer point of view the only people who watch short films are the people who make short films which is really sad it's such a shame because it is an art form in itself and there's just no avenue there's no outlet for it to actually be seen or taken seriously on a on a wider scale in society um so I'm really intrigued as to doing a feature film in terms of how how it demands things from you as an actor, but also the 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 production of it is going to be completely different. Like what happens after it is unknown to me because there's so many more avenues. If you have a feature, you can distribute it, you can do a, a regional release or a national release, and that stuff doesn't happen happen in short films at all. So I'm really intrigued as to what can happen. Mm-hmm with it 
But well, that's kind of one of the, not to put in, but that's like yeah, yeah. you were saying about going from a short film to feature film. That's one of the things we're trying to with this whole project. We're trying to not make the difference. Like at least from a production standpoint, we're not really trying to change our. I guess in terms of the effort and the time you put into prep it, there's more effort. But in terms of our working methods and how we approach it, um, I think it's actually kind of a myth where people think I need to make fifty short films from even ready to make a feature. I think you mm. definitely need to have some experience, but at the same time, it's like I feel like. Um, I don't want us just to be getting on set. And like me and Gat, we work really, really quick when we make sure you've worked with us yeah, you know, before. We work yeah, really, really fast. And it's sort of like, there's this thing, okay, we make a feature film, everything's going to be like 10 times as long. You work with more people. Whereas I'm really keen to like keep, the, put our kind of work method into practice and against the feature film and keep it. Because the only reason I'm making a feature is because I think I can, we can physically yeah. do it. Because mm. we make short films. We go, well, we made a short mm. film that's 10 pages in one night. We did a short film with Terry called Get In that was all nighttime driving. It was a 12 page script. We shot it all in one, like from, I'd say, about 7 till 12. And Terry had to go at like 10, 11. So, and all the dialogue stuff we got. So I'm like, well, we can do that. Like, if you break that down, you could do then a 100 minute film at that pace in 10 days. Mm-hmm. And people have done it, like Ben Wheatley did Down Terrace in like 12 days or something like that. Yeah. So I'm like, this is the way we're going to make this film. Um, and working, obviously, now we've got a DOP on board who's kind of telling us he's got this crew and a lot of kit and stuff and saying we're going to aim for X amount of pages and I'm I'm really keen to not to not slow it down and to really keep that pace and energy and enthusiasm going at like full speed um, so I, I, I didn't mean to butt in there Monica no, I just, it's okay. um, but I think it would be I think it's going to be fun to see going transitioning from shorts to features like this but try not to make a big deal out of it not going like well we're making a feature obviously no, we all yeah. feel like we're doing a feature we're doing a feature it's different everybody's but... character they get more time with your character yeah. but at the same time it's like well let's not make a too big a deal like, let's just make the film we're all we're all doing it for the love of like just doing the film so for you then Monica I'm, I'm aware where Terry's just sat here listening in but um what? <laughs> yeah. but, um, so you Monica you, we, you are playing the lead in the film yeah How how's that? that's really cool um, I never thought at this stage where I'm at now I'd be able to be playing a lead in a feature. But why? Um, I don't know. It's just something that I'd never thought realistically you could jump to at this point. Because, um, you know, in, in terms of professional work, I've only had quite very small roles here and there. Um, and the way I've heard, I may be wrong, Terry might can correct mm, me. I've always heard that you can you build things up slowly in a sl- in slow blocks. Like first you maybe you'll do like small one liner roles and then mm. you maybe one you'll get a supporting role yeah. in, in one episode, two episodes of something and then gradually it builds up. But because this is an independent feature, I know that's like that is it's different it's a different kettle of fish in itself. Um I wasn't expecting to be able to get the opportunity to play a lead um at this point but you feel ready for it oh yeah i definitely feel ready for it. i know i could do it yeah i know i can do it it's just whether uh i just didn't think anyone would give me that opportunity <laughs> no. but then, but you did yeah well very nice we just, it's just, again you need yeah. to like, you kind of write stuff for the people you know and think people deserve this chance and not that i'm saying it's like you need to do this with us but i just mean i think people do need to kind of just be a bit more ambitious and not be worried about well, reputation that, experience here comes terry i am going to say some on that because like i think we we overthink things yeah. i think like you go to drama school you go to university and they sort of teach you that kind of yes. outlook on you got to take so you got to do this got to do that. that and but no one teaches you, like especially yeah. at 
fate school. Yeah, yeah. They don't teach you how to get out there and I sell yourself. No, they you don't, don't teach you how to be confident in you mm. as a person, you as an actor. They just teach you to act, and, and then you like you, you come out the other end of it, and you're you go, like, "Now what? Who do I talk to?" Mm-hmm. So that within that first couple of years, you can get quite with, withdrawn within yourself, and because you're not practicing what you what what you've learned yeah. in your skills and that you can yeah. you know you, you it's like the, the the wizard of oz outlook you know and 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 like the wizard of oz it's it's, it's all bullshit yeah mm. do you know what i mean there's no big you know the, like you said the gatekeepers decision makers the only decision maker is is in yourself yeah. and if like you get offered a role like this mm-hmm. like a lead role and someone's trusted in you go for it yeah, yeah. you've got the skills gives that confidence yeah. I think, doesn't it the mm-hmm. fact yeah. that someone else thinks that you can do it of course yeah, yeah. and then course. you know and it, it makes you want to step up your game as well it's, it's sort of undoing what you've they've, they've not consciously taught you to behave like that but they've not taught you anything yeah. about the real world in, in film and acting and, and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that and, it, and you, you know I'm, when I, it's like when I, I'm filming in London and, and I work with people there who are on and even I still have some of them old traits where I like, but I just think, fuck it, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've done I, I've done my own work, I know my lines, I know everything else, yeah. do you know what I mean? I'm just like, chill, yeah. Yeah. do you know what I mean? Relax, it's all about, especially with someone like this, it's it's fun, so yeah. like, yeah, just... Have a laugh, I guess. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, yeah. and I think like, just, just to add to that, mm-hmm. I, I like, I, I, I do sit and I am very quiet, I think a lot and and I was working out your character, and, and it is, it is, I can see where Voss is coming from in choosing you for it, so oh, just play you. to that, do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. yeah. You'll be fine. So I think we'll have to leave it there, because we need to get these guys back to the train station to get them back to, to Manchester. To Manchester. But um, we'll carry this on, every time we get together we're going to, we'll, we'll I'll record as much with these guys as I can, just so it's, you got kind of got their um, progress and their process down um but i will just end saying it, it's a great feeling to like the actors you write the parts for to actually sit in the location you're going to be shooting in with their costumes on looking exactly how you imagine in your head and speaking in the language not going to speak in bloody french or anything although they do speak spanish in one little scene oh yeah 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 but um just to, just to see these guys and just be sat in this location even with just a small fraction of the people involved with this film um guy monica terry um We've been very vague about Terry because his character is quite a vague character. But just to see these guys there in, in the location, um, really great feeling and really inspiring and just like boosted me. Not that I needed the boost, but in just in terms of, oh, wow, um, this is amazing. It's this thing that's been sat in my head for these months is now actually living and breathing. And it's, it's pretty amazing. I think all of us were kind of buzzing off today and hearing the words and everything coming together. And we were all really excited. So this, and if Terry looks like he's got some... Well, I'm just going to say, um, yeah, thank you for... Um, allowing us in on this podcast. Oh, I not like these kind of things, I, I want you to it's quite come chill. in every week, please. Sat in a car. <laughs> yeah. They look like doggers. But, um, yeah, we do <laughs> have them like dogs a bit. Yeah, Good right. job we opened them windows. Could yeah. create that steam. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, thanks. Uh, it won't be the last time, Terry. To, You'll be back. To, can't wait to get started, mate. Monica, any last words? Um, please don't die. Nothing like that. I don't mean last words literally. Boom, boom. Boom boom. <laughs> Guy. Just thanks Felix. For, just thanks for writing a great script and let's fucking do this thing. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Uh, this has been Ross. You can go on this film should be played loud. Uh, podcast. You know where it is by now. Rossburks.com. Um, getting all the Hollywood Boulevard social media up and running. 
Um, that will be in the next one. So, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye.